Hi guys and welcome back to the Brunch Club by Buelle with me, Molly and Gemma. Today's hot topic is all about aesthetics, cosmetics and procedures going right and going wrong. So we thought let's get one of the best guests on first and it's the co-host Gemma Garrett. Hi! Hi, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, how was your, how was your night last night? I'm hungover. Okay. <laughs> A wee tiny bit hungover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks for bringing that up. That's all right. That's all right. So, Gem, first of all, um, let's get into the thick of it. Okay. What have you had done? So, I have had loads of superficial procedures done. So, um, I use a company called Unique, um, who are in the same building as Buella, um, who I really rate. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um I've also had major surgery, which was having my um, breast implants put in and then removed. Um, so, yeah, I've had a few bits and pieces done. <laughs> but did I just say bits and pieces? <laughs> I've been told I'm not allowed to sing. But how old was you when you first had your first procedure? So I was 27 when I had my breast implants put in and they turned out to be the PIPs. Uh, which were like the faulty implants um, so two years later I literally just woke up um, after having emergency surgery mm-hmm. with a doctor saying we took your implants out and I was like oh no was <laughs> <laughs> you like oh, where are they and he said and we haven't put anything back in which I was just horrified at but now in hindsight I think obviously he knew what he was doing and it was the best decision mm-hmm. not to put anything back in and um, I then went on to make a documentary for BBC three traveled all over the world talking about uh, <laughs> the uh, world really sorry <laughs> where did you actually travel <laughs> London <laughs> London <laughs> I traveled the world <laughs> sorry I traveled all over the UK speaking to women who have had breast implants and the reasons why they have had them yeah so yeah okay um how much was the uh, so, to have the breast implants put in were was five thousand mm-hmm. pounds. So I went to someone who was really well known for working on celebrities, um, and it turned out it was still you know really dodgy job. <laughs> <laughs> so um, going to uh, the person who's charging the most, mm-hmm. you know, isn't necessarily the best thing to do. Yeah. To have them removed, um, and the and all the surgery that happened it was really really bad surgery because the implant had ruptured and I he had to keep me under general anesthetic for longer and stuff and that was eleven thousand pounds um it was really really serious like if I had have went on to have children um I couldn't have breastfed or anything like really? that yeah was um was there any like psychological effects after that did you have I don't know I think um Looking back, I wouldn't have had the implants put If I could change it, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. had them put in, obviously. Um, I think that I was just really unhappy with the shape um, of my boobs, not really the size. Uh, so I should I was advised wrong. Mm-hmm. I should have been advised to fix um, what I didn't like without an implant. Mm-hmm. So if I could go back, I definitely wouldn't have the implants put in. Yeah. 
What else? So you're saying about having your boobs done? <laughs> what else have you had done properly, and what haven't you had done? Well, I know. I just want to get this out there because I'm asked every single day about mm. my bum, and um, I'm not going to come on my podcast and lie. I do not have bum, bum implants. I've never had anything injected into my bum. <laughs> the bum's real. Um, you said that you got your boobs done because you didn't like the shape. Mm. Why have you got everything else done? I think we just live in an era that we're obsessed with how we look and Mm. you know that is true like we are obsessed with how we look and we're always comparing ourselves to people on on instagram and perfect pictures and you know i hate to even say the the word (laughs) kim kardashian but i mean she sets the standard for everybody yeah and Mm -hmm. everyone just follows suit and of course i want it to keep young as long as possible and look <laughs> young as long as I can yeah. um, but I don't think I would ha- have any major surgery yeah. um, after what happened with my boobs uh, I don't think I would ever do that No. do you think that you I was speaking to you and we were talking about this stuff day, or literally yesterday over the wine um, <laughs> but when you had all your procedures done I was saying to you I asked you when they were and you said it was post Miss GB 2008. So I said to you, is it not mad to think that everyone thought you was the most beautiful before you'd had any work done in terms of like winning, yep. winning all of that? And then you chose to have your teeth done, your boobs done, um, the, what way did we call it, the superficial stuff done mm-hmm. post that. Yeah. So that's, why, th- why is that, you think? I think... Um when I won the competition, then suddenly... what competition was it? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I say Miss Great Britain two thousand and eight a lot. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think when I won the competition, all of a sudden you're doing um, FHM, Loaded Magazine, OK Magazine, and you're constantly ridiculing pictures of yourself. Like mm-hmm. you see yourself a lot more. Um, and back then, you know online trolling was just happening as well so people were like oh she would really need to you know fix that and fix that or whatever and those things do stick with you yeah um and it, it, i'm gonna be interviewing a, a nurse uh, later on in this episode but even going to get botox or or get fillers or whatever you know they have a duty of care not to point out other things that are wrong with you yeah. so i i remember going to see about getting my teeth done and they were like well it's just a story in london yeah and they were like well uh yeah we can fix the teeth but you know what about this 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 and this and i think that's just so dangerous yeah well i remember we had this conversation where you literally went to get your teeth done and then the doctor was like well why don't you fix that and fix that and fix that and you said to me like i was 29 imagine an 18 year old going in like yeah trying to get fixed and then someone's pointing out flaws that you didn't even know you had and then and they're putting it on you yeah exactly it's just finding a a good doctor with morals i think that isn't just all about money um where's the line that you draw to to all over me (laughs) (laughs) the surgeon line all over um i don't know i would never say never because you just can't um Mm. At the minute, I'm pretty happy. I work out with my personal trainer. <laughs> I, work <laughs> I work out. Um, and, you know, I'm very lucky to be in a position where people would give me free free treatments to try. So mm-hmm. I've tried a treatment called Cabela. Uh, what does that do for those who don't know? Uh, so Cabela is just 
um, been legalised in the UK. <laughs> so it dissolves fat. Yeah. So it's injections that... Um, and that's what's so funny. People are like, "Have you got fat put into your bum?" I'm like, "No, I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to get the injections to dissolve it." I'm gonna leave the the interview on a last question, and it would be, "What would you tell people who are looking at getting it done?" What a aesthetics or plastic surgery or cosmetics? Uh, really, really research, because um, as I said before, um, a couple of questions ago. Uh, people who are charging the most that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best people mm -hmm. who are charging the least that does mean that they're the worst though so, <laughs> um so so yeah. what do you think everyone who's going to take it or because i was saying to you the other day when we was i'm a bit younger than you but when we was growing up everyone would go to poland or eastern europe mm -hmm. to go and get stuff done and now everyone's like flying to take i've mm -hmm. got like four members of my family who's literally had teeth and all kinds done. Yeah. Well, one thing I would say about Turkey is they're at the top of their game. Like, mm. even if I if I wanted to get maybe new teeth or whatever, I would definitely still go to Turkey. I think that they're way ahead of um, of the UK when it comes yeah. to that. So it wouldn't be a, a money thing. It would be, for me, it would be, I want to go to the best people. Mm -hmm. And at the minute for teeth and um, hair transplants, I think Turkey are... And they do the it time. on the drip, so <laughs> yeah. you want to pay it off monthly, you can go and get a canine once a month, can't you? Yeah. Well, Jen, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Mm -hmm. I know that you're going to take the rest of the interviews now with our two amazing guests, so nice one, love. Thank you. Hi, guys. Welcome back to The Brunch Club. Today, we are talking all things plastic surgery, and we have our wonderful guest, Thomas. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Not too bad. Yeah. Um, I was just interviewed there and it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Thomas, we're talking all <clears throat> things plastic surgery and I know that you've had a few surgeries. Yes, just a bit. Just a bit, just a bit. <laughs> so, do you mind telling us what you've had done? Uh, well, where to start? Yeah, well, <laughs> where to start? Well, obviously I've had loads of, like, you know, aesthetics done. It mm -hmm. first started, I think, when I was 19. Like, I know okay. it's very young. That's how long it's gone on. Um... I started when I was 19 and then it went on, but the past like three years just got a bit more, you know, pushed on because, you know, I train every day. I know uh, you're never at the gym. I'm never at the gym. I have two PTs. I box during Monday to Friday and then I lift weights at night time, you know, so it's not through a want of not quick fix you know mm. I put the work in I just have a bit of an eating problem like, you know? <laughs> I went to the fridge last night and mum says me get out of that fridge he's like oh, shut up she's like you need a gastric band I says well I need my eyes lasered first I says I'll have to wait <laughs> gastric band I was just like oh Jesus so um so yeah I'm like it's and I think a lot of it stems too from Instagram you know when I run about with like incredibly beautiful people I'm fed up being the one with the personality <laughs> Enough, I fell up being Queen Latifah. I've had enough. Okay, I forget we went, uh, we were standing, we were, I don't know, I don't forget who it was. I think it was with Rebecca and somebody else. They're like, Oh, you're so beautiful, beautiful. And I got to me, went, You like Queen Latifah? He's my Queen Latifah. <laughs> my Queen Latifah. I was like, Get that book now. So, honestly, okay, so yeah. let's just, <laughs> you're so funny. Let's bring it back. Let's <laughs> list the surgeries yes. that you've had done. So, right, so we'll start. So, I went um, last year to Turkey. I'd seen on Instagram that. Um, Danielle Lloyd had been to the surgeon, so I'd messaged her and she had messaged back and says, mm -hmm. you know, she had, you know, great experience. Mm -hmm. So she had passed the number on. So I got in contact with him. Uh, it was a place called Comfort Zone in Turkey. Mm -hmm. 
And I'd seen they'd done a few other people along the line, you know, Katie Price had been there or whatever, so I was like, you know, it's a reputable company, I'd messaged them and I'd arranged to go. So I went over first to get my bum done. So in order to get the bum done, I didn't want implants, they removed fat, so it worked out well because there was always a bottom part of my stomach that I just That's really hard to move anyway. Just would not go, as I say, you know, training twice a day, you know, and obviously it was to do with that, but I just didn't want to eat fish all day, you know, (laughs) like it's just, I just didn't want to eat fish, like I'm sorry, but I was like, no. So I went and they said, you had to send your pictures off and then you got a text about a week, about a week before saying, you know, everything's all good to go, blah, blah, blah. So you arrive in Turkey and they pick you up from the airport. And then you go, the, the driver picks you up and then you go to the villa and you meet Ozzy, you call him. So that's how I refer everybody. Ozzy will sort you out. <laughs> and um, so he speaks to you and then you go the next day, they pick you up and you go the next day and you see your surgeon, you have your consultation. And, you know, they say what you're having done. And so, so they take this bit of fat out so and then put it, put it into in your bum. Bum. So basically they um done four hours of liposuction and they clean the fat and then they replace the fat in your bum. So, well, that was the first time, right? So I woke up, obviously, I had the surgery and it wasn't really, didn't really know what to expect. You know, it's very easy. You go to sleep and you wake up and it's done, basically. And you were a bit, as I say, you know, I'm a bit of a prude and I was like, oh, I don't know about this, you know. The next day I was, uh, you do be, I, don't, I think people talk about going get done, but not about the aftercare, you know, but mm-hmm. after you've had it done, like you do wake up and you're a bit like, what is going on? You know, you don't know who's around you. But Dean, my friend, Dean had come with me and he was just like, I'm never coming back for you again. Because obviously the sight of seeing somebody waking up and, you mm-hmm. know, you don't know what's going on. And obviously the aftercare, like, you know, you have to wear a corset from head to toe and, you know, you be swollen you know, the bruising. So it's painful? not as painful. Yeah, it is painful. I do have a high pain threshold, but a few nights, like, I was up crying, you know, they do get the painkillers to look after you and there's a nurse there 24 hours a day to look after mm-hmm. you. You know, you're not left on your own devices by any means, but you are, it is, it is painful, like it is. That's, I just need you to yeah. list to me what you've had done so our viewers can have an idea yeah, and then right we'll okay. go in. Right, so I've had the bomb done. I've had four hours of liposuction. I've had a six pack put in. I've had uh, the fat removed from the face, I've had my teeth done, I've had a hair tattoo, and that's all this year. Okay, and if you don't mind me asking, how much does some, all that Well, I'd probably cost. be mortgage-free by now, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> probably no mortgage. You know, like, you're talking like 7,000 ago, you know, each time, and you can add it up there, mm-hmm. you know, how much and you spend. Were you insecure? Oh, it stems to- totally insecure. Do you know what I mean? As I say, like, I'm fed up being the queen of the teeth for the group. I've had enough face me, you know. Like, here's me. No, I'm just going. But it's not through, as I say. I can't. It's not. It is the easier option out. But it's not through hard work. Hard work. It started from hard work, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't train any more than what I do. Like, yeah. I'm training twice a day, seven days a week at two people. I know. Well, I, I can fight do, you know, I, I couldn't you know, do I no more. Me. So I do feel like it is. Some people's genetics are just made mm-hmm. up that way. And of I feel course. like if something annoys you that much, go and get it fixed. And if you're, and it is extreme. I'm very aware it's, ex, it's an yeah. extreme case, you know. Do you feel happy with how you look now? Well, yeah, I more so the second time because mm-hmm. obviously lockdown came then. Um, as I said, I've been twice. The lockdown came. I've been twice in 
seven months mm -hmm. which is a lot like it's a lot to go but I had just finished having my surgery and it takes about a good seven or eight months before you see results it's not like you know where you get your boobs done and you wake up and it's there you be swole you be bruised it takes a while for your body to like go back mm -hmm. and to, before you see the results but then lockdown happened and I was just like the gym's closed and I was like what the hell I was, made, I was like oh my god no I can't deal with this I was mm -hmm. like Aussie I said you may get me booked in I started seeing love handles <laughs> Like, because obviously the fat doesn't come back in the same area once you get liposuction. Is this for lipo? Yes, right, so once okay. you have liposuction, the fat doesn't come back in the same area. So if you put weight on, it goes on under other places like your bum, your face, or in my case it was love handles. Because I couldn't get training because obviously lockdown. So I just rang Aussies, meet Aussies, see the minute that open, get down, book them a flight and I'll be over. So that's how it happened, yeah. seven months between. So I went back out and they are very good in the sense of, you know, I was going back to get, I says, look, will you do the bum again? And they're like, no. They're like, the bum is big enough. You do that any bigger and you're going to look like a girl. I was like, right, you're okay. You're going to look like Gemma Garrett. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know say, but we'll do the six pack instead. He's made, but what about the face? So then I don't want to get off topic, but yeah. just really quickly, they put a six pack in. So what they do is basically, so they, it's not silicone. They don't put silicone in mm. your stomach. So basically what they do is they do liposuction all again. So they take all the fat away. They clean it and then they replace the fat and on top of your actual stomach muscle. So in sense, it's not actually, so it's actually fat, but it's like a thin layer of fat that they place on top of your stomach muscle. So it just makes it more prominent. Oh my goodness. So I didn't now, even know that you could do there that. There is so much that you can do now. And that's what I mean. They are, it's not through the want of not wanting to spend the money. They are, mm. they don't do it. I don't know anywhere in London or anywhere like that it does bums or does six packs or does anything like that at all. And when I say like, you know, going and getting this done, I'm, it's not to look like a cartoon or have an issue or anything. It's just to try and be the best version of yourself. I think really, you know, mm -hmm. Instagram has a big part to play. I know you know yourself. I was just going to, you know, so my question is, do you think mm -hmm. that we, we are obsessed with how obsessed, we look? Obsessed, yeah. Oh, most definitely, yeah. And it's, would you say you're obsessed with yeah, how you look? it is. Like, I'm very aware. My case is extreme and it is very much, you know, a bit of insecurity and a mm -hmm. bit of trying to be the best that you can be you know mm -hmm. really and you, Instagram doesn't help you're flicking through it and you're seeing all these models and then it doesn't help when you've got beautiful friends either and you know it's but Thomas it's, I've known yeah. you for a long time and like you've always been very handsome like yeah there's no way that you were not the good looking one of the of the group but when you look in the mirror and you see it you know like i think what am i on now i'm thinking i'm on to the third passport now being dean went away the last time and they were like it wasn't working anywhere when you scan your passport and you're like it wasn't working and he was like oh my god so i have to go to the window no, this is one. like me with the filters well this is what happened i went to get like it was it was like cabela but it wasn't it made my face swell, right? So they injected this my stuff and my face swelled out like a hamster. But I really forgot we were going on holiday and I needed an emergency passport. So I had to go down and get the passport. So you want to see in the face? The cheeks were out the hair. <laughs> Please, mate, I look like I've had hamsters. Mm -hmm. So you're at swole, right? So you're mm -hmm. sitting there. I had to get the passport picture taken. So I look nothing like. I just had a new one done. So I'm looking and they're like looking at the window and looking at me like, that's not you. And he's me, look, Mr. Liz, I see trying to explain. <laughs> In another language, mister, that is me. <laughs> Let me through. So, yes. So, uh, yeah, and I'm now on to the third one. Okay. Yeah, Let me ask this. Mm -hmm. Are you happy with how you look now? Uh, what, is there any more surgery booked? Well, I'm not getting no more. No, there's no more. If another lockdown comes, probably, but no, just the... The surgery's done for now, I think. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it, it comes to a point where you have to say enough's enough, where you, you go beyond that point. Mm -hmm. You know, I've told, you know, my friends around me, they're well-worn to say when enough's enough. So yeah. I feel like enough. Like, 
having two surgeries, well, three, no, what about, yeah, having all that. <laughs> I get, I'm like, many fingers of that, because it is like, well, what I, I've had the bum done, I've had two liposuctions, I've had a six pack done, I've had the fat removed from my face, I've had the thing. Can we talk about yeah. that? So you had fat removed from your face? Yes, so basically, I've always had a round face, and I kept putting fillers in my jawline to make it more square but what happened is you keep going and it keeps getting wider and wider and wider so it looks like as if you've got a big face do you know what I mean like this square face how did they made. even take the fat out of your face so it's called buckle fat removal so they basically like take a scalpel I would imagine so and cut the inside out so, so it so gives you, you more go more hollow more here. hollow in there yeah and then because of that they said they needed to put more fat on my cheekbones, so they then done a fat transfer to the cheekbones to, you know, create that sort of... So I, I get filler on yeah. my cheekbones, so, so it's... it's the same thing as in filler, only they use fat, because it stays then. But, but you do, this is the thing about when you do go and get plastic surgery or you get a fat transfer, 40% of it dies. So, though, yes, a lot of people go and get it done and they love the results, but they need to be aware that it's 40% disappears so you almost do need to go back twice okay. so that's why I was going back a second time because I had lost a bit of volume in it but it was quite normal to do that but they had suggested no no more and we'll have a wee picture of you before yeah. <laughs> I don't even know and you know what funny enough somebody had sent it, sent it to me I was like who's that and they were like that's you <laughs> get that deleted you were like Facebook like 10 years ago or something I think it was yeah. when if Rebecca had sent it to me, we used to wear a wig. So wear the wig and everything was on the head. Yeah. So I thought it was just, yeah, just the many things. Um, and no more surgery for the well, time no, being. For the time anyway. being, I wouldn't say never, you know, like, I, as I say, yeah, for the time being, I would say no. I'm not going to say never because obviously you get older mm-hmm. and you probably want the odd wee facelift or something, you know. <laughs> or something. I never said You're I way off that. Way off that. It is very easy. I think you do go asleep and you wake up and it's done. Mm-hmm. So it can become very addictive mm-hmm. in that sense. Do you think you're you addicted? Do. Well, people would probably say I was. I don't think that I am. But probably to have surgery done that many times in the one year, in seven months, not even a year, in seven months, you'd probably mm-hmm. say you do, uh, would probably have it. An addiction to it? I don't okay. know. What would you say? I think that it, it is. You're right. You go to sleep, you wake up and, you know, someone's do the, a better version of yourself. Yeah. And I think that in itself is addictive. It's addictive, of yeah. Of course. It is. I think, I know I had spoke to my mum about it, funny enough. And um, she was like, Thomas, no more work done. That is it done. She was like, she was terrified of me touching the face. She was mm-hmm. like, leave the face alone. Just, you're very handsome. Leave mm-hmm. the face alone. Don't you are very me. handsome. She was yeah. like, leave it. And I was just like, shush you. I said, you're not saying that when you need a face up when you're 50. You know? <laughs> but I think that you are very striking. And like, like you've got beautiful eyes or whatever. And I would say like, enough is enough I now. No, well, I think I- you're, you're pretty much perfect now well it's as i say you know it does take a year to see the proper results so mm-hmm. you know you have to wear a corset i have a corset on now funny enough uh, mm-hmm. you have to wear it for mm-hmm. a good eight eight to ten weeks mm-hmm. you know after your surgery just to keep the swelling down because you can also like you see the six pack in the morning and then by the evening you know you're swollen again well, you do like you know that's it's just swole, the same it's just as same, life like you know, i wake up life, in yeah. the morning i feel really skinny and then you know 
It's not yeah. the same person in the mirror when I'm putting on my pajamas. I'm like, who's that? But it is so funny how it is now. You know, like people will say, it always used to be like, well, who are you training with now? Who's your personal trainer? That's who's your plastic who's surgeon. Sure? It's like, send the number. <laughs> I think we've went too far. <laughs> I do. Like, but it's beyond the point of no return. You know, I do get a lot of like things. You know, I had to take my comments off my Instagram. You know, a while just because you're you're getting people writing underneath it. You know, just being trolls and nasty like. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who, like, wrote on... I do have a bit of humour with it. I do find it funny, some of it. Mm. Somebody wrote on there, you're like an advert for reused and recycled, you know, plastic. I was just like... <laughs> you know, you get That's things like that. Nasty. You know, and I do understand, you know, it is social media, you put your stuff out there and you are going to get some things back. Or, as I say, you know, I am severely dyslexic in some words that I haven't seen before. You know, I'm like, what does that say? So I would, like... I, somebody wrote underneath one of my comments and I had, like, had the copy and pasted it to Google to see what it was. <laughs> and I was just like, I've never seen that word before. And I put it up and then hit images and it came up. It was a gargoyle. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was just like, they said to me, oh my God. And it's well, and I went on to him and like, you know, he could have done with going to comfort zone himself. But what's that? It's an our story. <laughs> Thomas, but yeah. um, I want to just say thank you so much for coming mm. on telling your story because I think so many people um, do have surgery and then don't own it. Don't, and yeah. you very much have just said this is you know well I don't think you could lie because you look completely different yeah I do you know what I do, um, yeah, I do yeah. but you know I think when you own it, it it's a lot more I just you know I am sort of an open book and you know I do own what I have I've had quite a lot done but like there's so many people I know that have texted me you know mm-hmm. you have texted me and asked me you know what you have done or will you pass the number on or you know I do get a lot of people to also ask me well what's turkey like I don't know. I see the airport and then say mm. the surgery room. That is it. I, I'm like, that's the only reason I go to Turkey. Um, I want to ask you just a really personal mm. question. Um, do you feel it, that you're trying to fix something that's deep inside Almost on the def- outside? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, because it's not that like, it's, it's, I don't even, I am, I do it all for myself because not that, and nobody mm. else sees it. Like, you know, they don't mm. tell you. It's very rare I wouldn't even go out on a date. You know, I couldn't get tucked for a fish supper. <laughs> You know, I'll so it is, it is all it is all for me, you know, because yeah. nobody else sees it, you know. But, but where do you um, think it just stems from? Do you, do you have, do you hate who you are or what you look like? Yeah, it stems from that, yeah, most definitely, yeah. And now that you're able, it is that makes me to so fix sad. it. Yeah. You know, it does stem from a time where, you know, you were a child and you were called, you know, you were the fat one in the group and you were called fat and, you know, you were bullied from you were, you know, in secondary school the whole way up. So it does stem now from Now we're getting to the reason. So it does, yes, yeah, stem a lot from there. And then, you know, you become friends with beautiful people and you feel, you know, a certain way. Um, but know. I think, like, I we've known each other for a uh, good couple a of years, years and yeah. I just think you're such a yeah. wonderful person. You're very charismatic. I think that you were always beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so funny and I just think I've got that warm, you don't yeah, see warm, I that I see that reflection you know, I, you know I've got a warm heart and a current person you know and anybody who's friends with me will say that I'm you know a friend for life you know yeah. and a very you know would do anything for them you know so it is it's just mm-hmm. I think it is stemming from a lot that's why I want to say you're going to counselling anymore this plastic mm-hmm. surgery business and you will go like you know you need to go and speak to somebody yeah. but yeah I think it's just a closed book you just think oh I'll be fine just mm-hmm. you know get on with it well you do look amazing. Well, thanks. Well, that is the end girl, but I think that is me. The plastic surgery is yes. done. Just for the for the time being, yeah, anyway, until, definitely, you know, and just Earl being like death becomes her, you know. <laughs> I want to be her too. I know. Do I do. Like, second turn back time to me. <laughs> Thomas, thank yes, you so much, for me on, Jimmy, Yes.
thank you so much for joining us. You are the nurse at Unique yep. Aesthetics. That's right. Yeah. And you have worked on my face and also Molly's face. <laughs> 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 the um, so we have just interviewed my friend Thomas and you sat in for that interview. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Big question to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, my thoughts, I had probably quite a lot of emotion actually listening to Thomas. Um, I'm not a plastic surgeon. I deal in, as you referred to it, superficial aesthetics. Um, but what really struck me was just the issues that we're facing with Instagram, living in the day we're living in, comparing ourselves to others and going to the extreme where you're actually taking huge risks with your life to improve mm-hmm. your self-image. Do you think that we have went too far? As a society, probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, here in Northern Ireland, we're sort of lagging behind as well. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you're thinking on a global scale, America, um, England, you know, people like are... Liverpool. Liverpool. I've lived in Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, you want to walk down the streets so, the gays, 17, 18, I like this. Yeah, I know. So it's just... Um, we're, we're always a bit behind and a bit more taboo in Northern mm-hmm. Ireland about lots of different things. So I think we're creeping up there, though. And, mm-hmm. you know, social media is making the world a much smaller place. And mm-hmm. so it's pushing people into really extreme measures. Yeah. Do you think that surgeons and also nurses and people who are doing injectables are following a duty of care generally? Or do you think that it's just all about the money? Yeah, well, this was something I was thinking about sort of in preparation for coming here today. And there's no denying that there's a lot of money to be made in mm-hmm. aesthetics and in plastic surgery is another field. So I'm, I'm not going to comment on that, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of money to be made in aesthetics. And, you know, we've talked about people uh, turning up to a clinic to get, say, for example, their lips done. And, you know, they're getting in the upsell. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got your lips done, but you also need X, Y, and Z done. I think that's so bad. It's so bad. And I mean, we actually have a member of staff in Unique who, prior to working here, she she actually started off as a client here. So she came to see me and she said, oh, I think I need all this filler in her mm-hmm. face, basically. An extremely beautiful and young girl in her 20s. And she said, oh, I emailed someone and sent them a picture of myself. And they said, oh, you need my facial contour package, six mil of filler, and it'll be X amount of pounds. And I was like oh my goodness, your face is actually beautiful. Your face is what other people are trying to achieve and to put six mil of filler into your tiny little 20-something-year-old face would be horrendous. But that's, in my view, about money, you know, because mm-hmm. filler costs a lot, the markup is a lot, mm-hmm. um, and just throwing loads of filler into someone's face is not ethical. Yeah. And, you know, unique as a company are, you know, Gemma, like, ethically driven. It's not about just getting Most a quick definitely. sell or... You know, it's about putting the client first. Like and we have we have a question here for you that yeah. says, have you ever turned anyone away? I know the answer because <laughs> I have been that person. Yeah. You know, yeah. Anya has said, Gemma, definitely not. We're not going to do that when mm-hmm. I've asked for certain things. And I think that's just so incredibly important mm-hmm. um, that morally um, and ethically that comes first before earning money. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even if someone comes in with an idea that they want six, seven, eight, 10 mil of filler whatever it is it's not about just doing that all in one go it's like right let's take it back a step because you have to take people on a journey mm-hmm. and so it's it's just doing things bit by bit and gradually and seeing what an improvement you can make and enhancing someone's natural beauty it's not about changing their entire face or mm-hmm. yeah making them look totally different a lot of people think um, for me it's just about trying to look young 
but mm-hmm. a lot of people are actually changing their facial yeah structure mm-hmm. i mean i know as we age you know you lose volume here mm-hmm. and that's why you get some yeah volume put mm-hmm. in there but people are changing the um putting filler in their nose yeah. putting filler in their lips putting filler you know in their temples to change like the, the shape of the face and that's yeah. just like where do we draw the line with I think there are um, there are different types of customers in aesthetics and so like you've talked about as you age you lose volume mm. um, the fat pads t- start to descend down your face so you can create that bit of structure again mm. with a bit of filler and you know anti-wrinkle injections but younger clients that are coming in and they want the contoured look I just want a contoured face um, I think what people are missing is that and I was having a conversation with Molly about this previously is that we actually have a scientific ratio of beauty it's called the golden ratio okay and it applies to various different things pieces of art you know very mm-hmm. famous pieces of art uh, lots of beautiful things in the world and it also applies to the face so I think when people are thinking give me the contour give me the big cheeks the big lips the big chin the big jaw you know <laughs> it's I they're, not, big. <laughs> they're not adhering to the the golden ratio which is beauty you know so as aesthetic practitioners we have to be educating people when they come to us that you know this is what you're, you're trying to achieve really this is what you'd want to hope for to create that more beautiful um ratio and it's not just about yeah six millifiller pay your money if you can't afford it pay it off you know it's just not ethical and not mm-hmm. right in my view when, when you've um done your courses and done things to be credited to be mm-hmm. able to do this mm-hmm. is it are there people who can be like high, uh, cowboy aesthetic people as well? Do you know what I mean? Like I imagine, and I know this, that in Liverpool, someone hasn't even done a course but can get hold of something and it's like, well, I'll just have a go here, bum, 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 yeah. lips like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you can buy filler online. You can yeah. buy filler online. Botox or anti-wrinkle injections is different because it's a prescription-only medicine. So really, you shouldn't be able to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but people can buy their own filler and use a YouTube video to inject their own face, not knowing the risks yeah. um, by doing that. So yeah, it's scary. And people have done that and there's been awful consequences yeah, to yeah. that. Like, so. like I, know, I know quite a lot of people, well, I know a lot of people, there's been a few cases over in Liverpool, I keep saying Liverpool, but that's where everyone's doing it and they're just trying a quick book, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, yeah. Have you ever witnessed body dysmorphia in a client and do you know it straight away can you see it straight away um i don't think it's as black and white or mm-hmm. as clear to say oh body dysmorphia um but as aesthetic practitioners you have a moral obligation and a duty of care you know we're all doctors nurses mm-hmm. dentists so we're mm-hmm. all in the medical profession and we should be ethically driven so mm-hmm. A lot of it is a psychological assessment on how this person's presenting and part of our medical questionnaire would be is there evidence of body dysmorphia and if there is then it's about signposting these people to the right resources mm-hmm. you know thinking about where poor self-image comes from and having those discussions it's not just about um, filling a void with lots of cosmetic procedures and mm-hmm. um, if it's deeper than that then I would feel personally I would have a duty of care to explore that further and signpost them on. So do you think um someone who's had multiple surgeries and within one year has been has slipped through the net somewhere as in they haven't been directed or it hasn't been flagged up like this is serious a, a more serious problem sorry yeah well I think you know having listened to the interview previously you know I think there's even a self-recognition that this is a deeper rooted mm-hmm. issue you know um 
you know we've talked about the influence of Instagram and I've mentioned how I try to flood my Instagram feed with positivity so it's um, positive self-image body positivity that kind of message that's what I want to be seeing on my Instagram feed not tons and tons of beautiful women and beautiful people who I am never really going to compare to so why then flood my feed with that and make my self-worth less and less in every day so I think people have a responsibility as well about taking ownership of that and maybe altering what they're looking at every day I definitely should do that (laughs) (laughs) do you know um, is it more when you're looking going towards Turkey and Poland and places to get stuff they're not really doing that duty of care and doing that kind of thing are they it's more like Great Britain and America who maybe I'm not, I actually am not sure. Again, I think we've talked a lot about plastic surgery mm-hmm. and, you know, and big procedures field. like that. Yeah. And that's, that's nowhere near my field, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's not to say that they're they're not being ethical or maybe they do have their assessments mm-hmm. and yeah. however they do that, it, it, it's fine. And they go ahead with these procedures. I don't I don't honestly know. Um, and it's just, I suppose, with the people around you caring for you as well and mm-hmm. calling you of out course. if they're thinking, you know, maybe you want to pull back there a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's the youngest person that you've ever give Botox and fillers to? I have never treated anyone under twenty five. Really, genuinely, yeah. uh, because they're so like I have a young niece, but I also know young girls eighteen, nineteen, and like they're saying for my nineteenth birthday, I'm getting you know two mm-hmm. mil mm-hmm. filler, and I just thought, yeah. I just think you know. For your 19th birthday you should be you know getting a car or 18th birthday whatever and they're talking about getting changing their faces yeah i mean there's some women that i treat whose daughters maybe are approaching their 18th birthday and so they say my daughter really wants to get her lips done for her mm-hmm. birthday and she's coming 18 and really i want her to come to someone like you or like unique um where she'll be treated well and she'll get mm-hmm. um you know a good job not a botch job and not too much filler mm-hmm. um so there's that moral dilemma as well, of you know, course, do you yeah. do it to keep these girls safe and try to keep them on the the straight and narrow with regards to procedures or do you say no? I mean, legally, if you're over 18, you, you can, can have you it can, done. Yeah, of course. It it's just so scary that when you really say it out loud, 18 year olds for their birthday are wanting to change mm-hmm. their lips or their face or, and when you say that out loud, like what is happening? I know. <laughs> And even when you see young girls going to school, the way they're dressed, not dressed because they're wearing uniforms, but the way their hair and makeup are done for going to school, it's like, it's unbelievable. Like They're very skilled with makeup now and um, they look incredible, mm-hmm. yet that's not enough. It's like, right, well, when I turn 18, then I want to delve into aesthetics, yeah. you know? What would you say to anyone who is watching and is thinking about having something superficial? Done. I think there's a place for it. I mm-hmm. think, as you had previously said, do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, go to Unique. Go to Unique, <laughs> yes. And have a proper in-depth consultation. You know, whenever you come to Unique, um, no matter who you've been treated by, there's a few nurses that work in the company and um, we'll do a full facial analysis with you and talk you through what it is that you want, what you're trying to achieve. Um, and if it's unrealistic, we'll pull back. We'll We'll treat it like a journey rather than a you know, a quick one fix. thing fix all. Yeah, yeah. quick fix. Yeah. So. Emma, thank you so much. When can I have something else done? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no more for me, apparently. Uh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for Thanks. having me on.
I never meant to cause you any sorrow And I never meant to cause you any pain Well, I only want to see you laughing for that one time only wanna see you, baby, in the purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. Oh, oh purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. And well, I only wanna see you, baby, neath the purple rain. Honey, I never wanna be a weekend lover. Oh, no. I only wanna some kind of friend. Baby, you know, you know. Could never steal you from another And ain't it such a shame A friendship has to win Purple rain, purple rain Oh, oh purple rain, purple rain Reach out, reach out for somebody new, and that means you too. Well, you say you need a leader, but you can't seem to make up your mind. And won't you lead me back to the purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, and purple rain. Purple rain, oh. 